Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I don't know how I feel yet. What is this, Jorge? I don't know. It's uh, in the playlist here. I think it's okay. from Alan's playlist. Is this your <laughs> song, Slee? <laughs> oh, it was already. It was over here. Could be a funch one. Is it hip-hop right here? I just kind of started hearing the beat. Yeah. It's over now. <laughs> it sounded like Barney for half a second. <laughs> like it just got a do 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 do. It was the only one that I've seen you dance to. Yeah, kind of. I yeah, didn't say I kinda, hated it. Yeah, you kind of went with yeah, it. Yeah, I just kind of feel along the way. Not a bad beat. Let the beat come in. But I don't know who it is. Barney. I'll find out. I'll find out. But MC Barney. <laughs> that's stopped. That sounds like that sounds pretty cool actually. It's not bad. I just. You guys are making it sound like I'm saying Barney is bad. I'm just kind Bar- of feeling Barney. Barney. By the way, if you want to listen, energy. <laughs> you can listen to a lot of things, including that song, but you can also listen to Laker games on the ESPN LA app. All you need to do is click on the Lakers tile on the homepage. From now on, you can watch and not watch. You can listen on the ESPN LA app. That's fantastic. So you don't, you know, you don't have to go searching for it. Just it's bam, big time. It was for, right there. for years. People ask, is that? We have that as an option. Have as option. Now you have it as an option. Slee, I don't have a lot of hard and fast rules in my life, but one of the ones that I do have is that when Paul in Huntington Beach wants to talk about the Dodgers, he goes right to the top of the list. <laughs> What's up, Paul? Dude, I appreciate that. Thanks, man. First off, to your previous segment, the Dodgers is the answer in the last five years. They're the only team that's legitimately had a chance at winning a championship every year for the last five years. Disappointments this year also notwithstanding. And to that point, man, like, you know, I know we had Scherzer and Verlander and Montgomery and Rodriguez decided he didn't like the City of Angels. So the Dodgers were left going and getting Lance Lynn. You know what, man? If I got to go win a ball game and I got that mean SOB on the mound, I mean, why not? At this point, Kershaw's shoulder is like hanging on by a thread and rookies, apparently the lights are too bright. If I got to bet on anybody on this entire roster right now, why not that guy in a big game? He's going to go huff and puff and throw 95-mile-an-hour fastballs. Even if he comes through a home run, he's going to shove it up the next guy's back end and get it done. So I'm trying to be positive today. You guys have a good one. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate the call. It's what it's come down to where you're basically saying, why not Lance Lynn? That's just the reality of the situation. I have a reason. Because nothing else There's has worked? There's 44 reasons. Why not 50? Yeah, that's the reason why not Lance Lynn is because he's surrendered 44 home runs this season. Well, he's going to look like Pedro Martinez compared to the first two starters if he just gets through the first inning. I'm I'm mostly joking when I say that, but here's what I'm sure of tonight. I'm not sure whether Lance Lynn is going to pitch great or pitch poorly. I don't know. We're going to find out in a handful of hours here. What I am sure of? Lance Lynn's not going to be scared. And you've heard me say this a million times. I like guys that I am certain are not scared. Mm-hmm. Right? Clayton Kershaw is all over that. I don't think he's scared for whatever he's pitching poorly, but I don't think it's fear of the moment. Lance Lynn gives up a lot of home runs, but I think it's more stuff related than it is, oh my God. Bobby Miller freaked the you know what out. Did he freak out or he just didn't know how to keep it? I don't think he was scared. I don't think I don't, he knew how to hold his emotions. I, I don't mean you know? scared as in like, oh, my, I don't want to do this. Scared as in, oh my God, this is huge. My heart's pounding a million miles an hour. How I mean, do I control this? I don't this? know how to channel this yet. Mm-hmm. Right? This is Wa- the biggest moment for him so far. Walker Bueller very quickly figured that out. Walker Bueller's first postseason start was in Atlanta. Yeah. And the fir- I want it, I'm going by memory here, but I'm pretty sure he gave up four runs in that first inning. But for the rest of the way, he was pretty darn good. And then for like his next eight or ten, he was lights out. He figured it out. He figured it out during the first game. Mm. Good for him. He is one of those guys. He doesn't rattle really easily. It's normal to get really big eyes and start breathing hard the first time you're pitching in one of those things, especially if you're trying to save the season because the Hall of Famer who pitched the night before – Pitch really poorly. Yeah. So I, I'm not. It's not a criticism of Miller. I expect him to be much better if he gets another chance to pitch this year. Just having felt it once will give him an opportunity to do it. I don't know what Lynn is going to run out there today, but I know it's not going to be because the moment's too big for him. It might just be that he doesn't have good enough stuff. 
But he's not going to be scared. Won't be scared. And I think the bigger question is going to be, can the Dodgers put themselves in a position where they finally have a lead in the series? Will some guys who you're depending on on a night-in, night-out basis that carried you all season long, are they going to be able to deliver? It's not. A, this is The game's not on Lance Lynn. No, Lance Lynn's a piece of it, but they're also going to go – probably to Pepio if things aren't going well in a couple of innings. So it's not like it's all on his shoulders. And that's why I like Lynn more than I like Pepio out of the shoot because I don't know about Pepio. Pepio's got better stuff than Lance Lynn at this point. I mean, that goes without saying, but I don't know. And maybe if Lance Lynn can give you four innings and only give up a run or maybe two and the Dodgers can score four or five and then you got Ryan Pepio with a little bit of breathing room, all of this stuff helps. It's about the offense. Like, they, they can't get bombed out the way that they did with Kershaw. And as bad as Bobby Miller was, again, get ready. I'm going to give Dave some credit. He stopped the bleeding exactly when he needed to. Mm-hmm. It was, okay, we can't let this get any further. we got to do it. They only gave up four runs in that game. That's good enough. If you said right now the Dodgers are only going to give up four runs tonight, I would take it. I'd take it right now on the spot. Because if that's not good enough, it means they didn't hit again. Mm-hmm. They have to hit. It has to come back to Mookie. It has to come back to somebody that can perform in big moments, which brings me to this. Did they blow it by not bringing Corey Seager back? Look at what Seager has done for the Rangers this year. Look at what he's done in this series. Look at what he did in the opening series against Tampa. That This is a guy who very clearly is comfortable playing in games like this. NLCS MVP, World Series MVP. Is it a bad deal for the Rangers? Not right now, it's not. It, it may be when Corey Seager's 38 years old, maybe it's like, I can't believe we got to pay him this money. Rangers might win the World Series. And it's not like it's a bad bet. It, he's a good player. A little bit of an injury bug. Yeah. But the further we get away from that, and the more you see him continue to perform at this level, the more I think that Seager was one of those guys you break your rules for. Look, if it's going to take 10 years, I know we don't want to give a guy a 10-year deal. Let's make an exception for him. Let's do it for that guy because this the, the next five years that you were talking about, Slee, the next five years with Corey Seager are different, and I'll worry about the five after that later. The, the reason why I don't think Seager was – it's easy to look at Corey Seager right now and say they should have kept him. By the way, there were a lot of Dodger fans. That was their favorite player. Um, the, the dude didn't – seem like he had any issues in coming through in the clutch it's it's he was just money he's just money and by the way go watch him with texas right now money he's been money the seager thing it was well we got trey turner so there was this they had already made a decision they had bad intel on that by the way they should have known that that was going to go the way that it did which it, way that trey turner wasn't going to sign yes but that's not the dodger way anyways what do you mean how much did trey turner end up getting 300 all of it so we're going to go back to this. It's the Trey Turner thing's not that much different than the Corey Seager thing. What I mean by that, I'd rather have Seager than I Trey Turner. I think they made an economic decision with Seager that that with Turner, I think they would have been a little bit more aggressive because you don't have the safety net of the next guy, right? That Gavin Lux as the next guy, the drop off from Seager to Turner, eh, marginal, right? They're they're both fantastic players. The drop off from Seager Turner slash to Lux is real. That, that, that's a real gap. So had you known that Turner was only a short timer, I'm not so sure you don't make a different decision with Seager. That namely, you know what, I'm going to eat two or three bad years on the end of this to get the five or six front ones. And this is the same thing we talk about at the trade deadline. The Dodgers are so averse to being stuck with a bad deal that they let really good players sometimes go a little early because they don't want to do the back end. Well, what about the front end? And, the, and, and right now, I think you're seeing some front-end issues that once you get past Mookie and Freddie and maybe, you know, Muncie and some others, but yeah. Seager is killing it. And we're talking about that spark, that thing. And, and by the way, Seager's not Kirk Gibson, Branning, and Raven. I know. But the dude just but keeps delivers. laying out hits. To answer your question, yeah, I, I, I do think that has affected them. I think that they're so responsible that – there are players that are out there that could be a part of the Dodgers that could be helping them today, but their problem is, which is one of their strengths, is they don't want to have that contract. This is the thing that you always no, the Dodgers wouldn't do that. They, they just haven't. wouldn't do that. They haven't. But look how far off you are. If the Dodgers are not going to give Corey Seager a 10-year, $325 million deal, what type of deal would they give him? 
just give me an if, if what would have been a deal a Dodger deal that a, they, they would have said six, yes to. So with the average annual value remaining yeah. the same, a six year deal. Six year deal. Yeah. Some. I'm just. I'm ballparking but, this. But I don't think you're yeah. wrong. Yeah. I think. I think that's what it is. Look how big of a gap they are from what another team would do compared to the Dodgers. So I. Is that going to change tomorrow that the Dodgers are going to say, well, you know what? We need to start keeping some of these players. And it's such a – they're so far off from what another team would I, give. I, I, I don't think, know if that changes. I think that's the ultimate question when it comes to this team. I, I really do, which is when does the short term matter as much as the long term? Like, right, what, what, when does today matter more than what it might be three or four years from now, five years from now, eight years from now? Mm -hmm. Because if Corey Seager were here, maybe things are a little different. Now, would you have a bad year or two? Like, think Pujols, right? This was not Pujols. When Pujols was done in St. Louis, there were clear signs of decline. Yep. It had already happened. The yep. team that had him was like, we're not, we're not doing that. And you gave an aging, declining player 10 years. The first couple of years were okay, but they weren't. This is still a guy that's in the meat of his prime. Mm -hmm. So if you got to eat a couple of bad ones on the back end to get some good ones up front, I wonder, and, and I don't think they're going to change. I think they really do believe we have our way. There's a reason we win 100 games every year. Yep. We just won 100 games with five guys nobody's ever heard of. We're going to go do it again, and I'm not paying that because it allows me to Mookie. It allows me to Freddie. It allows me to go big when I want to because I'm not stuck with one of those long-term deals. Trev, isn't that, isn't that part of the problem? You, you and I have talked about next year, every time we bring up Shohei, use as an example, yeah. it's like, well, okay, well, Otani's not pitching next year. They need pitchers. And you say, oh, they have five or six guys that every other Major League they Baseball do. team would want. Those are not players. Dodgers are in a window where they're trying to win today. They're also being very smart about tomorrow. The question that I always have with the Dodgers is, okay, I understand you got five, six guys that every every team out there would love to have, but that doesn't mean they're proven commodities to help you today. Mm -hmm. Let me use Bobby Miller as an example in this first game or Sheehan or one of these other players. I'm not saying in two, three years that these guys are not balling out, but what is that balance of saying – yeah, but we need to also worry about today. What gives us the Can best be shot today? I think that they're saying that we are trying to win today and tomorrow and five years and ten years. That our window never closes. Here's the problem. But but hold on, let me finish. That the reason they got stuck like this, Julio. Yep. Got messed up. Yep. Right. Kershaw broke. Yep. Bueller broke. Mm -hmm. May broke. Gonsolin. They're five guys. They all broke. We're literally pitching they six They had the most ten. guys out. If you right. count up all the injuries, I think the, they this, were number one in Major League Baseball. This wasn't the plan. And by the and and I'm not just because we had some bad luck injury-wise and bad luck behavior-wise doesn't mean that I drastically alter the plan because we got a little bit of bad luck. And, and I'm not arguing that that's the best way to do it, but I think that's how they see it, which is – we, we did it without these guys. When these guys come back, when even if we get 60% of them back, and now these guys do have experience, Bobby Miller will be a better pitcher next year of course for he getting will. his ass kicked the other 100%. night. 100%. He'll be better I because agree with of you. And But they're willing to – They're what they don't want to do is kick the window slightly more open for a year and then have it closed three years from now. They want to leave it the same amount of open for as long as they can. That's their philosophy. I believe in their philosophy – up until they've had runs in the postseason where everyone was there. Mm -hmm. They've had runs in the postseason where some people were there, some people were not. And we'll just use that five-year window. When I say go look at the Los Angeles Dodgers, what's the first thing that comes out of your mouth? I say over the last five years, what comes out not of your mouth? Not good enough. Disappointment. Not good enough. Not good enough. Whatever, yeah. however you want to describe it. Yeah, not good enough, and Corey Seager should still be here. I didn't think so at the time because I thought Turner was a chance, but – Everything I understand is that was literally never going to happen. Because he wanted to go on the East Coast. Somebody close to him did not want to be in L.A. That's the understanding. That, like, I, I literal yeah. hell no. Not happening. He's a real estate agent. They, they should have known that. that. That's something that they should have had a pretty good handle on. Lincoln Riley says that uh, you've already made up your mind, Slee. He says you're a bad guy. That's coming up next. It's Thanks, Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. How many? Six. You're six in? Yeah, because uh, four t- uh, Beckham took four hours. So that was four <laughs> so episodes. You got, so you got sidetracked I by, by Beckham. Beckham. Exactly. Okay. I finished, Beckham. I w- I wanted I finished see- Beckham yesterday. On Beckham, I wanted to see if I made the cut, you know, like when I shook his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Did I haven't gotten to the end. Did you make it? Are you in there? Uh, for Beckham? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Finished it uh, over the weekend. No, no, no. Do you show up in the Beckham <laughs> documentary? Oh, no, no. I did not, man. I'm sure they finished that yeah. filming a while ago. <laughs> they should have recut oh, it. Sure. Exactly. Right? Actually, we got we to drop it. They, yeah. The way they finished it, too, it's messy, a part Shows of uh, Inter yeah. Milan. and yeah, That's right. Spoiler. Or Inter Miami. <laughs> so, are you still all in on Sopranos? I am. Yeah. I'm back, I, I'm back at it. Last night, I watched episode six. and uh, Me he, and Jorge are on the same episode. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah. We're going to keep watching. We thought, we were having a little side conversation yesterday, and I'm like, Trav, I don't know if he's uh, still in this thing. I just haven't heard much about the Sopranos. Knowing that he got sidetracked by Beckham makes more sense now. Yeah. That, that's fine, because I... You probably aren't settling in for, you know, five hours of TV a night. Yeah, Emily says she's going to start watching Beckham this weekend on Sunday. No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any time. I have Sopranos to watch. (laughs) Uh Uh I I watched one last night, too. Michael and I were almost done. We only got like four or five episodes left. So I'm not going to talk about what I saw last night. But uh, you're in the sweet spot. You're you're in the sweet spot. It's good stuff. It's, honey it's really good stuff. Yeah, it and sets up everything for the rest of the yep. series. It's such a great first season because they kind of tackle a different big subject every episode. Like they deal with like death, they deal with marriage, they deal with other things. It's it's kind of a, a big event happens that you shapes who Tony is. Have you gotten the pleasure of a good Paulie episode yet? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Paulie, Paulie, Paulie is amazing because he's a sociopath who's hilarious without knowing it. It's 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 wonderful. Paulie is an amazing, yeah, can't wait amazing. It's great for Richie. Yo, Richie's a great mm. character. He's also in a great other gangster movie called Bound. If you've ever, I don't know seen that, that one. one. Do you know Bound, Al? No, no. It's by the uh, people who did uh, the Matrix. Oh, oh, the Wachowski brothers or sisters? Like? Sisters. Yes. Okay. Wait, both yes. of them? Sisters? Yes. yes. Oh. Wow. I didn't know that. Learn oh, something new every day. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's the, that's my thing. I can go to bed for the rest of the Lana night. Lana and what's the other one? I, Good I night, no guys. <laughs> Lana yeah, and Lana. I have no idea. Um, SC is unbeaten. Yeah. They're pretty good. They got the best player in the country. And they're going to Notre Dame this weekend. Do we know how good they are? Yeah. I think we know that they're really good offensively. And they have the best player in the country, and they're okay. incredibly vulnerable. But Lincoln Riley was talking about you, Sliwa, the other day, where he says Perfect. that everyone in the media mm-hmm. is set up and waiting for them to fail. A lot of people in the media had their mind made up that the first second there was any adversity this year, it was like, oh, my God, you know, should have done this, and they should have made this change, and blah, blah, blah. And it's, and it's not true. Like, listen, you're going to go through the whole year. You're going to have a tough game. Like, you're going to have a tough quarter. Do you respond? Right? Do you show continued growth? And that's going to continue to be written throughout the entire year. But there's a lot of great things happening here. And we'll own the, we'll own the things that need to get better. But people need to, to make sure they're seeing the other side of it as well. I saw the other side in Oklahoma. I saw the other side in the Rose Bowl when Georgia, you know, you, you scored 48 points or whatever. And it wasn't enough to advance to the national championship game because Georgia had 50-something. I saw last season where... You lost a game to Utah because you scored 47 points and it wasn't enough. I've seen you mess around with three mediocre to less than mediocre teams in Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State that if you didn't have the best player on the planet in college football, you would have lost one, two, or all three of those. 
this is not a rush to judgment. This is the same old thing over and over again. And him pretending that it's not happening is the problem. I, I think you could shut up everybody by just um, – if, if I'm going to give SC credit, I'll give them credit in this. They've had some games where they're head scratchers saying, what the hell is going on? The Arizona game this past weekend, they should have lost that game. We're talking about Arizona. Why are you not going for two? Go for the win. Go for the kill, all that. They're putting up points. Points isn't a problem. You're having close matchups against schools that everybody thinks you should be dominating. If you're one of the top five schools in the country, okay, maybe you have one game. You're at Colorado. And you were up a couple scores, but you ended up winning by seven points, 48 to 41. But you've had just enough where you do lose some confidence. You do have some questions. You do question, hey, are is, is USC really a contender? Are they not? I don't believe they are, but this is the one thing that they have done. They have not lost a game yet. And that even in some of these close games where they should have lost or whatever the case is, or they should have won by a lot more, they did win the game. Mm-hmm. Give them that. They're putting up 43, 48, 42, 56, 66, 56 points in their six games so far. But I, I think the, the the part of Lincoln Riley sitting in, in the question marks, what do you expect to happen? Uh, you could shut us up. Let's use this weekend as an example. At Notre Dame, if they won and, and it looked good. By the way, it doesn't have to look good. Just win because you're at Notre Dame and it's a tough game. But four or five of the next one, two, three, four, five. Five of your next six games are against ranked opponents. If I told you right now, are they? what's more likely, SC loses one of those games or loses three of those games? I'd pick three. I would pick three as, I'd pick yeah. three as well. Yeah. So it's not that... I, I don't like the, the you know the media's after this. They're waiting us no, for no, no. You're showing what you've shown so far and your team has shown so far, your university, is that you can't get stops, that no game is guaranteed, and that you've lost confidence. And go look at the rankings. They've, they've moved backwards three weeks in a row. What he's shown is that it's more about ego than it is anything else. What, what, what he's shown is, is that the problem is very obvious – and it hasn't been addressed. And so the question the question isn't, what's the problem? Everybody knows the problem. The problem is they give up too many points. The question is, what are you going to do to fix it? His answer was nothing. I'm going to let right. it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to roll it again. I'm going to try this other thing uh, that I already do really well and just see if it can overest, overdo what is wrong. I, I am not going to adjust my defensive scheme, my coaching staff. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it again. You're painting over okay. the mold. <laughs> I, I'm just going to do it again and hope that it's different. And the question is, okay, why? Ego. Because here, here's where we've entered. We've entered. There's not a person out there that doesn't think that Lincoln Riley is a brilliant offensive football coach. He's three Heisman Trophy winners. They score 50 points a game. He is a brilliant offensive football coach, full stop. The reason they didn't win in Oklahoma and the reason they haven't won so far at SC is because the defense isn't good enough. Why haven't you fixed it? Because if now, especially now, if after the first time or two you fix it, it's Lincoln Riley not as a great offensive football coach, but he knows the right guys to put in. Now it's, oh, well, they went out and got you know Joe Blow, the star defensive coordinator, and that finally got SC over the top, that he finally had to go get the help. When it wants to be, hey, SC's a national championship game because Lincoln Riley's a genius. I, Explain I, it to me otherwise. I, I, I don't agree with – I have a difficult time understanding that, that Lincoln Riley thinks in his head if he goes out there and gets – I can't justify why he hasn't done it. Give me an alternate explanation. But if USC won a national championship or got to the – let's just say they got to the college football championship because next year they went out and got one of the best defensive coordinators that, that's out there, you could give that defensive coordinator all the credit that you want. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't. All that stuff, you should. But it's not like Lincoln Riley's not going to get all the credit in the world as well. It's not like the opportunities for Lincoln Riley are going to all of a sudden go away because the, people are saying to themselves that a defensive coordinator came in. Not He's still going to get not the credit. Credit. He'll get some of it. He won't get all of it. This way, he gets all of it. I don't want all. I don't want some of it. I want all of it. Then you're never going to win. <laughs> well, that's that's the whole point. Their egomaniacs are a thing. People working against their own best interests. It happens all the time. To everybody. Jerry Jones has refused to hire a real football coach in Dallas for 30 years because he doesn't want Jimmy Johnson to have all that credit. <laughs> he wants the credit. It hap- that 
especially like Nick Saban goes out and hires great assistant coaches, right? Because Nick Saban has always put together staffs that work for him. So Nick Saban, but now you have a track record of you've got this incredible vulnerability that everybody is aware of. And if you've got a new guy every year, it's like, okay, look, we're trying. He's trying. It's this, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to roll it again. And I can't come up with an explanation other than ego. I, I can't come up with one because it's obvious what the problem is. At what point does USC then jump in or the new athletic director, Jennifer Cohen, jump in and say, we love you. This is awesome. You going to find look, somebody better than this? You, no, That's you the problem. No, no, you don't have to change Lincoln Riley. But what you could tell Lincoln Riley is, we're not coming back with the same defensive coordinator. Yes, we are. I'm leaving. Well, you know what it, I mean? It, it, that it, it, it's it's a weird deal. It's a weird deal because if it one year they lost fourteen to, to ten, okay. and then the next year they lost forty seven to forty five, and then the next year you lost twenty eight to twenty. Like fine, it, it's all different reasons. You turned it over too many times in one game. All of these, it's the same problem, and it's not no, just you, at SC. Okay, could I, could I just could I? No, okay. Well, if you do that, I'm leaving. So you're there'd too- be a line of people waiting to hire him. There'd be a line. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, but you're two years in. Let's say they end up with three losses this him year. Yet. They're not. I'm, squeeze I'm him not yet. asking you to squeeze him. Yeah. I'm just asking you to try to do what's in the best interest of the football yeah, program. You, you do this thing where you think everybody is logical and reasonable, and that ego and hubris and all these things don't factor into decisions constantly. They do. The reason he's is who he is mm-hmm. is because that same unbelievable belief in my method, Andrew Friedman. Yep. My way works, and I'm going to show you that it works, and you're not going to tell me how to do it, yes. and you don't get to decide how I fix yep. this. I decide how I do it, and it keeps going. Until it doesn't and, work, and, it, and but, then it doesn't work again. But we see and it happen it doesn't all work the time. Again. The people work against their own best interests. I'm not saying it's smart. I'm saying that if you make the same decision 10 times in a row, 10 times in a row I'm pretty sure you're going to do it on 11th, mm-hmm. right? Because after three, a normal, a reasonable person goes, you know what? Instead of going right, I'm going to go left. But an unreasonable person says, my way is the way to do it. I'm going to keep going right until it works. It's going to work it eventually. Not. It'll work eventually. You'll you'll all see. Mm-hmm. That's well, Jerry you'll Jones. See. You'll all see. Right? Well, the, the Lincoln Riley, he's right. It's the media's fault. <laughs> okay, it's before, not the defense's fault. It's the media's fault. Before we break, uh, Jorge, have we gotten to the part in Sopranos where it's like, so what now? No ZD? Hey. No, I still haven't Paul gotten Lee. Hey. I think so. No ZD? <laughs> on the rewatch, his children are more monstrous than they were the first time oh, through. Oh, yeah. Meta was so unlikable. They're just wait. It, it, yeah. They're both just hateable well, no, characters. I, I, I did not like AJ the first time around. I definitely it's, think I'm not going to like him the second ne- time around. Neither did I. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's so much worse than I remember. Maybe yeah. it's as a parent, because the first time through, my kids were little teeny tiny kids. But you'd want to bring... I'm on Tony's side with this stuff. It's almost like, again, just to get a little deep here, it's almost the like issue of upward mobility at times, because you know the kids... So Tony was raised a certain way, and then Tony raises his kids to not have to deal with the same things that he had to deal with, and then this is the kids that are produced because of it. Why don't you go to college, Dad? Uh, you know, I didn't. <laughs> He's got some other things management. going on. <laughs> I got some other things going yeah, why on. Why don't you dress know? a little different? He went you know, to a, a little more business. Seton like. Hall for a semester. You went to Seton <laughs> Hall for a semester. Rut- Rutgers or Seton Hall? It was Seton Hall. Was I think, it Seton yeah. Hall? Yeah, <laughs> he did online. One of those liberal. Jackie arts Jr. <laughs> went to, to Rutgers. Yes. that's what it is. University of Citrus College. What's that one? The Owls. Citrus College is the Owls. The Mounties. <laughs> by the Why way, I remember that stuff. Uh, announcement made by Lord Bergman er- earlier today, but you can now listen to Laker games in the ESPN LA app. All you need to do is click on the Lakers tile on the homepage, and boom, bam! Boom, there's, there's the boom, Lakers bam. game. X gonna bring it to you. <laughs> X gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> who's hot? Who's cold? Coming up next is Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so it's in the works for flag football to be a part of the 2028 Olympics. So every Olympics, the host team, the host nation has the ability to add new sports to the Olympic roster. And a lot of times they'll try to do something that that, that country is very good at. Mm-hmm. So USA would love to add, they want to add baseball, softball, flag football, and squash. Overeating. <laughs> yeah, overeating <laughs> as well. But... Um, so they're they're set Squash, to vote. Huh? Yeah, so they set the vote on at the end of this uh, week uh, in Mumbai when they all meet uh, to decide the who paid the picks. highest bribe to decide which yeah, goes exactly. where. Yeah, exactly. Okay, That's exactly got what it. happens. But got it. Uh, do you want to see flag football in the Olympics? And uh, you know, would we see someone like I don't know Tyreek Hill or Josh Allen play? That'd be cool. You brought up the exact right guy. The exact right guy. Flag. Fo- my my kids played flag football, and it's super fun because it's just purely athletic right you don't have to worry about getting killed yeah right imagine if Tyreek Hill could do what he wants to do yep. but didn't have to worry about getting ear holed by a safety sure the the show if you that spin it, just enough it's harder to get the flag you right know. Mm-hmm. The, just that incredible level of athleticism that a guy like Tyreek Hill could bring to it I would love to see it I love that idea so I, I want to see it but I, I'm not sure how entertaining it's going to be but I'd rather try it and find out than we not love football I love football, but there's a certain football that we're accustomed to that we love. I'm going to use as an example the big three, you know, they, or the that's what it was called, right? It is is called. I, I that wasn't for me. I love basketball. I just didn't watch that. That's not something I went to. And these were former players that I was even familiar with. I'm okay to watch this to try it. I just don't know how entertained I'm going to be, but I'm down to see what it is. We'll I'm see. up for it. And we'll see also what other countries might have some great prospects because I know Canada has their own football team. I don't. Know, I know Germany, they play football over there, but uh, we'll see if anybody else can even compete. If you could come up with, like, start a program. Be, like, I th- I'm, I'm thinking, and Jorge, help me out with this, like a Brazilian soccer team. Mm-hmm. The way that those guys can move and, and, and shake and shift and, and quick, they're really good in short tight spaces right to create their own space that translates really what now whether you could throw and catch that would take some time to develop that but those little guys those guys that are incredibly dynamic in tight spaces would be amazing at flag football yeah it is next gen's who's hot it is next gen's who's hot who's cold time for who's cold max scherzer celebrating with the rangers all right. So Max Scherzer is a guy who seems like he knows how to have a good time or maybe a very good time very quickly. Yeah. So I know that we had this when he was a uh, pitcher for the Dodgers. He pitched the, um, the final outs of the NLDS against the Giants back in 2021. So I'm going to play the sound of that. His on the on the field interview after uh, the Dodgers won that series. It mean like to have both of those guys there cheering you on. Yeah, K-Long told me a couple days ago. <laughs> you got to get rid of this echo. <laughs> can't talk. I'm drunk. Whatever. And that was mere moments after the game was finished. She, it, this was not in the locker room after the game, but I'm going to play you what was happening yesterday in the locker room after the game. A little bit more time, but also Max was not pitching. He's on. Uh, he's injured, so he's not pitching right now. That's Max. Yeah, so so Max Max Scherzer loves to enjoy a couple cold ones, so that's why he's cold. I listen. I I I I can't find anything negative to say about Scherzer. He's a competitor. He's delivered. The guy is always like from a baseball perspective, and then he's also the guy that got drunk nine seconds after. Um and and have that interview the interview where he's blaming the mic and the echo I'm like that there's no mic and echo <laughs> you're high and drunk or something something's no, going I, on I have no echo criticism in the brain. I, I have questions though uh huh how you get drunk that fast like how how do you go from because that game remember he was on the mound he got yeah. the check swing strike yep, three yep. they ring him so. up game's over ten minutes later he can't string together five words. I need to know Adrenaline, how to. Here's the only way. I need to know how to do that. Here's the only that way. That sounds awesome. 
Here's the only <laughs> way, but I don't think this falls along the lines with Scherzer. The only way you get drunk that fast is if you haven't drank in a long time. But I have a feeling Scherzer is not going okay. a long time without drinking. If if I went, and this would be a tragedy, if I if I went six months without having a, a drop to drink, and I chugged a couple of beers in in thirty seconds, I don't think I'm. I think I'm able to talk. I think, yeah, I don't think I'm. I'm slurring <laughs> words. Yeah. <laughs> I might feel talk. a certain way. I'm impressed. I, I never ne- judgment. I'm, I I want to I want a lesson. That was a bottle of the locker room. I want to take a, t- a tutorial. Jorge, <laughs> 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 he should make me a video. Exactly, let's make him a video. <laughs> make me a video. What's Hunt? Is he coming? I think he's eventually going to come back. He had a bull, he had a good bullpen. I don't think he was on the roster for this time, but they could certainly add him. And if he's ready to go, why wouldn't? Yeah, you? it says he's setting sight. Si- or his sights on the ALCS. What's hot and what's cold is sponsored by NextGen. NextGen, the official AC heat and plumbing company of SoCal sports fans. No, I, I do like that rule where you can kind of manipulate your roster between series. And I like that if somebody – like, for instance, not that I'm saying this is going to happen, okay. but if Clayton Kershaw just tonight, the Dodgers win and he just – I can't lift my arm over my head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can take him off the roster and, and replace, replace him with somebody Absolutely. else. But it also means you can't use him in the next round. Mm-hmm. But if you get removed in the middle, you gotta you could come back for the World Series, but once you're off, you're off for the next round. But that's still important. It's key because a player like him, if it's if if he's done, he's done. It don't don't have the Dodgers also have a disadvantage past that. Do you see where Steve Garvey is gonna run for Senate yeah. in California? Yep. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's something that should have taken place, I don't know, 35 years ago, if that's what sure, he wanted maybe. to do. Like I <laughs> I don't know. Our world that we're in. Yeah, no, I well, think, good point. Yeah, no, I think it might be the best time. Like, take it all back. <laughs> You're right. This is the right You're time. You're right. I don't know. Like, I got a lot of Dodger baseball on in my house. I don't think my kids know who Steve Garvey is. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I'm on the young end. Like, Garvey was my guy for a long time. I'm 52 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seems... His moment, his Q value feels a little less. Go get him, Garf. Senator Garvey. We'll yeah. see if it happens. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. It's time for everything we haven't gotten to today. Yes, <laughs> it's time for the dump. All right, I don't know if this is for the dump or I should save this or save this for uh, Super Crosstalk Al. Okay. But uh, I just saw Mace go by. Uh-huh. And he's bringing a very specific energy to the building today that I, I I respect the hustle, but I don't know if today's the day to do it. We'll, we'll talk about that when he comes okay. in here in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and their coach, Adrian Griffin, said on NBA Today just a few minutes ago that Giannis Antetokounmpo and Dame Lillard will make their debut together in Milwaukee's preseason game against the Lakers okay. right here on Sunday. So you get to see Dame and uh, Giannis in person, Slee. It's awesome. That really, really is. And, and- this is something unique. I was telling Michael about this, that you don't really play those Eastern Conference teams in the preseason. It's usually the Suns, the Kings, the Clippers, the it's Warriors, the Portland Port- right? Trailblazers. They're, just, yeah. they're, they're all here. That's the ones you usually play. We're getting Brooklyn, which is a random one. But the Milwaukee one is the most interesting of them all because it's the Milwaukee Bucks. The trade just went down a couple weeks ago. That's really cool. We're not going to get to see Dame until Damon, uh, Giannis Do until you know March. Why, why they, it's different this year? I don't know. You know, Michael was saying that um, I think maybe part of the pitch with some of these players for preseason is, hey, you get to go to Los Angeles, spend a couple of days. Hey, you get to go to Vegas for a couple of days. I don't know why. It's unique. It's different. And remember, they got Sacramento tonight, playoff team. Golden State on Friday, playoff team. You get to see the Phoenix Suns. Counterpoint. Preseason. (laughs) Preseason. But at least from a fan perspective, at least for a half, you get to see some of the better players in the NBA. All right. A couple, Emily, it looked like Colorado. Is that where it came from? A couple in Colorado. A couple in Colorado believes that they have captured video footage of Bigfoot. Were they on a train? The Bigfoot outfit because it's (laughs) Halloween. Were they on a train? No, I don't know if they were on the train or not. I I just, they just took a video. Yeah, I saw the video. You did? Yeah. You believe her? Not at all. <laughs> okay. So, Bigfoot, um, uh, Loch Ness Monster, mm-hmm. uh, what else? Uh, Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what aliens. else? Aliens. Aliens in the same, because we don't guess, think that aliens live here. They right. visit here, right? But yeah. wouldn't somebody, wouldn't we have found the corpse of a Chupacabra or, or a, a Bigfoot, Bigfoot at yeah, some point? Of 
Or maybe it's the same Bigfoot that lives longer (laughs) than we do. If the pitch is, do you believe in it? I don't know if any of us are in the... I want to. Megalodon. Is that out there? That's the one I'm willing to entertain. Here's why. one time existed? No, that there may be something out there that's like the giant, enormous shark that we saw in the Meg movie, right? And there are some real scientists that believe it's possible as well. The ocean... Who knows? Yeah, the ocean. There's so much we don't know. The, go right, deeper and deeper. That's what I'm saying. Like I have no idea what's. That's there. what I'm Oops. saying. Like the ocean could be the thing that we just. There could be something down there that we don't know. Like yeah. the megalodon. Speaking of what this, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite people on TikTok. And chupacabras. <laughs> they yeah, do. Exactly. This person does a spooky lake month in October. In October, she does each day as a different spooky lake, and she just tells the spooky history of lakes that are real, and it's a. Uh, I don't know, check it out if you're on TikTok. Lakes at night are weird. Oh, scary as hell. They're yeah, still. Like a, a lake in the day is beautiful. Yeah. You go water skiing or, or fishing or whatever, you have a great time on the lake during the day. Go for a swim off the dock. Awesome. I yeah. feel like half of the scary movies I watched <laughs> growing up, it was, hey, let's go to the lake, and it's like at night. A cabin in the woods. Well, yeah, you're it's off, a cabin in the right, woods. You're off the beaten path. Uh-huh. Like the the services, like the police and the fire and all the, the medical, like they, they're not really, there's one guy, he's kind of a yokel, he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh-huh. He can't catch the bad guy who's lived there forever, keeps chopping people up. Don't go to the lake you at night. You know what's eerie? Just the moonlight hitting that. Oh, moonlight. yeah. I thought yeah. you were going to say lake eerie. No, <laughs> no, no, because it's so, it's so eerie because it's just calm water, oh, yeah. and then the moonlight just hitting it, dude. Forget it. Yeah. Right. Just, so apparently, I'm, apparently we have Bigfoot when it's coming you found down. Him. Uh, look, or it's someone in a Bigfoot costume. I'm not a hundred percent. I'm a ninety-nine percent. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with the megalodon and chupacabras. Well, it's just the the. <laughs> it was almost. I don't know. You could watch the video. He just crouches <laughs> down. He's like, oh, somebody see me? Right. Here are the uh, handful of the top 10 of the highest NIL valuation in college football. Probably not a huge surprise that Shadur Sanders is at the top of the list. Uh, apparently $4.8 million in NIL funds. Uh, Texas's Arch Manning, uh, just shy of $3 million at 2.8. Caleb Williams, surprisingly, at number three, with 2.7, and then Travis Hunter from the Colorado Buffaloes as well, behind him at 2.3 at number four. I have heard numbers with Caleb Williams that are literally four times that amount. Is there a reason 2.7 hi- is not nearly enough. Well, I, and I don't think I, – I, I'm with you. That was the most surprising of the list was yeah. why is Caleb number three. But is there a reason why they wouldn't have the true – Valuations and money because I'm I'm it's not two point seven. No, it's not. It's that's that's what I mean. I, I have heard upwards of ten. Okay, so I, what? But just adequate. What would be the reasoning to not show it all? Well, the most obvious, and I'm I don't. The most obvious reason is the most obvious reason to never reveal your income, right? Mm-hmm. Because taxes and everything that comes along with it, and everything else. But I'm not I'm not accusing anybody of anything. The other part could be if I know you're getting ten and I'm only getting one. Well, now I want more, right? Because maybe I'm not equal, but I'm not 10% of what you're doing. I want 50% of what you're doing. So to keep the market artificially low, potentially, maybe we're only going to reveal certain things. I I look at that list and I see Shadur Sanders. I see Travis Hunter. And I'm thinking in my head, if I'm a five-star athlete right now in high school, Wait a minute. How much can my relationship with Dion potentially yeah, make sure. me? That's two of the top four on the list. Those guys, though, Colorado are NFL guys, right? Both both Shadur Sanders and Travis Hunter are NFL players. They're going to go to the and and they're on a program that has an incredible amount of buzz. So I get it. But you don't see there. There's not a it, Bama. There's well, not a, no, a Ohio State. This is what I think. I think this is why they're going to slow play this stuff a little bit more. I think the part of the NIL that I've seen the most that kind of spoke to me as a college athlete who was – and don't get me wrong, I got exactly what I deserved. I got to go to school for free because I didn't bring a nickel of revenue into my school. I got a good deal. But these other guys that are on revenue-producing sports, when Utah passed out trucks to everybody on the team, like if I'm a rank-and-file guy, that's a good deal. Shadur Sanders is going to get millions. You know, Caleb Williams is going to get millions. But if I come play football and I'm a backup linebacker. Long snapper. Long snapper and I get a truck? That's a damn good deal. Heck yeah. I mean, that, that it's that kind of stuff to me that is the thing that makes this better. The rich guys are going to get rich. Caleb mm-hmm. Williams is going to get his money. Shadur Sanders is going to get his money. But I'm the second string punter and I get a Dodge Ram truck. Let's go.
I get a Chevy Silverado. Yes, let's go. Sign me up. Yeah. That's the stuff that's intriguing to me. I, I, I'm interested in all these other five-star athletes or four-star athletes that are out there. I'm, I'm, I have a curiosity of what some of those guys are making. What's the guy that's at Alabama? But as an offensive lineman. I, I, and I, and I actually think there Millions. are. I was just going to say, I think there are numbers to those. Those are associated with you're getting a mill. If you're an O-lineman who's one of the best O-linemen in the country and you're picking our school over that school, you're just, making a mill. Do you see what Mark Stoop said about Georgia? So yeah. Georgia, uh, Kentucky was unbeaten. Georgia goes mm-hmm. in there and just kicks their butt, kills them, just yeah. destroys them. And Stoop said after a while, Georgia went out and bought a bunch of really good players, which they did. But it wasn't delivered as they're cheating. It's delivered as, I don't have the pockets that the guys at Georgia have. Kentucky fans, if you want me to compete with that, you got to chip in. And this is what it's become, that it's pro sports. Always was, but now we don't have to do uh, it I was going to say. We can do it in the front. Was, was it – it's not different. No. It's just more um, – there's no hiding of it. I don't have to give you the keys to your truck in the back room when no one's looking. I can give them to you on campus in front of everybody with a camera roll. On social roll. media. Right, right. <laughs> right. It, it's, it's very different, and it's better. It was today, October 11th, uh, 1975, the debut of Saturday Night Live. Mm. It's still on nearly 50 years later. And, Emily, you're the right person to ask about this. Saturday Night Live when I was a kid was a huge deal. Yeah. When I was a young adult, it was a huge deal. Even when I was deal. in college, I think it was a really I, big deal. Yeah. It was I, I still watch it. So I'm a Saturday Night Live fan. Does it resonate with a 20 something? I think that it depends on the 20 something. I think that I when I was uh growing up just starting watching TV and I had the Fred Armisen, Seth Meyers, end of Amy Poehler, uh that era I was locked in, and that kind of also influenced- Do you watch what, it now? I do watch it now, okay. but it influenced the comedy shows that I watched, it influenced my own comedy, who I go to see, so SNL shaped my comedy. I don't know if you asked your son what if he watches SNL and how it shapes him, I think would be different, because I think this version of SNL has less cultural sway than it has in the past, but it still has cultural sway. Yeah, but the reality is, I mean, if you- you're all right. You're on. You're on. You're on. Is he on? Other mic. Other mic. Other yeah, mic. I can't hear. I'm hearing. I can't hear. Why is the red light on then over there? Let's red try that. Lights. I don't know what the hell is happening. Is. There you go. So the thing about Saturday Night Live though is you're constantly bringing in, like for example, twenty somethings. Well, now the cast members are twenty somethings, so mm-hmm. the show right. gets immediately more contemporary as it goes along. I, by the way, but it's still the same show. I was watching it when Jane Curtin was there. She was watching it when uh, Jane, Amy Poehler ignorant. was there. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not, and I've watched the Jane Curtin. I've watched yeah. old SNLs, and I think a lot of this, a lot of the non like um, contemporary stuff like still works. Yeah, the sketches still work. I do think though that um, kids that are 20 are not turning on cable TV and yeah. watching it on Saturday night. Right. They might catch clips on TikTok and sure. YouTube But it's the same show. The, uh, the performers are different. Yeah. But it's a monologue. Yep. It's a couple commercials. Yes. Like Maybe fake commercials. Yeah. It's a sketch. It's a band. It's Weekend Update. You've got it's the cold open. The cold open the, is the, like the, the big co- thing. The cold open is that, yeah, but that hasn't changed no. at all. And no. Ladies and gentlemen. That to not change something for 50 years yeah. And have remarkable. it work. Yeah. What, what was the best era for you guys of SNL? Uh, that's a good question. I think it's whenever you were a kid era. or whenever you Not were in me. high school and or college. I'm terrible with dates, but the the Will Ferrell the days Phil Harmon, was, Will Ferrell, yeah, yeah that, that group yeah. of guys was the oh, one. Late 90s. Yeah, le- yes. When yeah. was Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy was early, early, 80s. early, early, 80s? early to mid 80s. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty early. Early 80s. Yeah. yeah, you're old, Mace. I was just I saw a story come across Eddie that, Murphy, 1980 to 1984. There you go. Yeah. I saw a story today that came across. By the way, if you guys ever want to go to Saturday Night Live, if you're in New York, we can work on it. Uh, both Ireland and I know somebody there. I would love to do that. It's, it's a really cool experience. So uh, it's 10 years since the finale of Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. Since wow. the finale of Breaking Bad. I posted on Instagram twice that day with my reaction of wow. the watching the finale of Breaking Bad. I was so into Breaking Bad. Uh, why so did great. you need the second one? Like, oh, I understand okay. the first one. Because no one was following me, and Instagram oh. was different. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Instagram yeah. was different than when you just posted whatever you wanted whenever you wanted. And 
um, but I posted like with a stevia packet. Um, oh then, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, my, my parents had it. Yes, Lydia Rodard Quayle. Oh Lydia, I love that name. <laughs> Lydia, yeah, it's Lydia, great. Lydia. It's fun to but say. Anyway, yeah. I love that. Finale. But can you believe it's been ten years no. since the finale? So I was late to that. Yeah, I was late to the the series. A lot of people were. Yeah, I, I I did not watch it as it was happening. I watched it after it had concluded by maybe not ten years, but four or five. Right. Yeah. So, and I think, by the way, the finale is one of the best finales there's ever been. It it tied up every loose end. It left it left Jesse free. Okay. It what left about him. El Camino though? Did you like El Camino? I, it's okay. I liked El Camino. I didn't love El Camino, but I liked El Camino I a lot. I, I love to see where Jesse went. He's a great uh, character, but uh, yeah, ten ten years. Ten years. Uh, no, it hasn't been ten years. It's what? Super crosstalk. So, John, as the uh, 710 resident Saturday Night Live expert, what is the yeah. best era of SNL performers? Well, the the beginning when they had Belushi and Aykroyd and Gilda Radner and Lorraine Newman and Garrett Morris is kind of the golden age of SNL. But it turned a corner when Will Ferrell, Tina Fey, yeah. Amy Poehler, yeah. Seth Meyers, that's when, it, that's when it hit its stride. And Jimmy Fallon was on that cast uh, and and Kristen Wiig, <laughs> Will Ferrell, they've all gone on to do great things. That's probably the heyday of SNL. Uh, John, you couldn't see it, but for some reason, <laughs> Travis made a really sour face when the name Jimmy Fallon was mentioned. Oh, what's, yeah, so what's your... You're not a Jimmy Fallon? Uh, I him. am decidedly not a Jimmy Fallon. Because? Guy. Because he just goes next to the person doing the thing and makes a face. The, 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 the person that's doing the song or yes. the comedy or yes. whatever it is is doing the thing that's cool. Yep. And I just kind of elbow my way into the frame. Drives me insane. So, so you're saying he doesn't let anybody's performance breathe on the show, that he needs to be in it and part of it? Is that in, what it in is? It and no, or do something that is inherently interesting on your own. Don't be next to the person doing it. He does. The he smiles thing. on accident. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I watched a late night show. Nah, I, mm. I watch Kimmel occasionally. Occasionally I'll see clips, right? Yeah. Sketches and clips, but I, I don't go out of my way to watch, uh, who is it now, Colbert? Colbert. No, um, I haven't either. Can't, uh, Kimmel. And Fallon. Seth Myers is on. Seth Myers uh, is on late. Seth Myers is funny too. The uh, they haven't replaced Corden yet. No, I don't think. I'm so up for that. I will. Here's my Jimmy Fallon explanation. It's not my joke, but it explains how I feel. Okay. There's an episode of The Simpsons mm -hmm. where Bart and Milhouse are staring at a laptop, okay. and they both break out laughing hysterically as Homer is passing by the open door. And Homer jumps in and says, what are you laughing at? And if you say Jimmy Fallon, I know you're lying. <laughs> so that, that's great. That's kind of that's how I feel. About yeah. It. I think yeah. that's the best way to do it. Why do you have that shirt on today? Because I'm already thinking about Game mm, 4. One step at a time. I'm planning yes. ahead for Game 4. I'm wearing a Clayton Kershaw yeah. tee. A jersey. Uh, a jersey. And I am getting ready for, uh, for him tomorrow night because I believe we are going to win tonight. I believe we're going to win tonight as well. Or at least I'm hoping that we're going to win tonight as well. I'm, I can't even put myself in that frame of mind about... Thursday until tonight is complete. Yeah, no, I'm I'm already getting ready for Thursday. That, see, I don't like yeah, that I'm energy. I'm skipping the day. So not only are you not I'm only so are positive you I'm getting ready for game four. Not only are you skipping tonight's game, yes. but you're also saying Kershaw is pitching tomorrow and is out there and doing his thing. There is no, no I mean Dave Roberts said specifically he now they could obviously change their plan, yeah, yeah, but he sure. says Kershaw is going to pitch in game four. Which I think God bless him. I don't want to see him get blown up for a second time I, in a playoff so there's, series. There's, there's, there's two reasons why that's a terrible idea. Number mm -hmm. one, you just saw him have the worst night of his life, and it didn't feel like it was a total aberration. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was it, Altman's fault. It, it, sure. Well, Altman should have made that catch. That, and it, that's when the inning unraveled. Sure, sure. Whatever you say. <laughs> of, of, of course. The other part is, if he is done... Right, if he is, yeah. if he's walking away at the end yes. of this year, you really gonna let him get pounded twice on the way out the door? That's but, rough. <laughs> but here's the thing: it literally can't get worse. Right, he will like, last longer can't. than a third of an inning. No, or or you think so? Yes, I or, do. <laughs> or he's not getting giving up six runs in a third inning. Right, as in they're taking him out before that. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea to throw him, but I think they are going to throw him regardless. Um, they There's don't have a, a lot reason. of other great options. They don't have a lot of great other options, but I guess the argument could be anything is a better option. 
than Kershaw? Yes. At this point, he's and not, not, healthy. not historically. Just he, he can't throw. He can't, he can't pitch. Yeah, he's not, he's, throw. he's not Kershaw at the moment. He's yeah. hurt. He's not even a, a fraction of Kershaw. Right, right. He's not a fraction of, of anything. We, we saw what it was, and if everybody saw what we saw on, what was that, Saturday night? Yep, yep. And you and now you if the if there is a game four, mm-hmm. the Dodgers somehow, some way have a little momentum. They won a game. You're telling me that the decision to run back the guy that gave up six runs and one out is the best is any decision? Ireland will be a mistake, but they're gonna do it, right? They're doing it. Yeah. I mean it's because they're you know, they feel some type of weird loyalty to him and you know Is that what is do you think it's loyalty? I don't well, think it is, actually. I I think it is think really it. a lack of I think options. I think loyalty's a part of it. Do you? Sure. That's he's he he's Clayton Kershaw. He's Clayton Kershaw. If, it, if his name wasn't Clayton Kershaw and that person pitched the way he did in game one, do you think anybody would get a second chance? Well, I mean, I watched, I mean, just to throw out an example, in 2017, you Darvish got lit up in game three and then, and then seven. blew up in game seven. Right. So it's not unprecedented that the Dodgers would call let, somebody back in uh, for a start in the playoff series after they had the worst start of their let career. Let me flip it. Let's, let's say that Clayton Kershaw, that his shoulder – which I believe is as injured as it is, was he couldn't pitch. He's done. Right, He's out. Right. Right. Lance Lynn gives you the six runs with sure. one out. You pitching him in game four? Well, wait a minute. We're pitching Lance Lynn. No, no. I'm saying that oh. if, if Kershaw had never happened, but the result of Kershaw was Lance Lynn delivering it, you say, well, we don't have any options. We're going to put Clayton or uh, – Lance Lynn back, back out there, there in game if, four. If I was you them, wouldn't. The only I, reason they're doing it is because it's Clayton right. Kershaw. If I was them and I, you know, I really think that at this point you would lose him for the CS, but I would activate Yarborough and move Kershaw off the roster because you can use an extra and arm Yarborough for can long cover relief. three or four innings. Exactly. Isn't a better argument to not pitch Kershaw in game four and tell everyone, guys, he can't pitch? Did you not he's hurt. see game one? He's yeah, hurt. Yeah, just come out and say but he's that's hurt. That's what yeah. I'm saying. They that, won't. They just keep denying there's nothing wrong. You, My aren't, you, fine. aren't you better off saying, well, Kershaw, you could, yes, he gave up six runs, but there's a reason why. That guy's shoulder is he's not healthy. So right. this, this, John, wait on this. That if you go out there. You get judged on your performance, full stop. Whether you have a shoulder that's working, that's not, your knees hurt, whatever. If you're going to take the ball and sh- and answer the bell, then you get judged strictly on your performance. I think if you pitch, yeah, that's it. No excuses, which is why I wouldn't put Kershaw out there. Yeah, the history books will show. Regard, it won't say injured shoulder, diminished velocity. <laughs> it won't say any of that in the record books. It'll just show Clayton Kershaw getting blown up. Why are the Lakers playing all these teams from the East in the preseason? That I asked Lee that they, they, well, they play Sacramento tonight, right? But they have Milwaukee coming up. Yeah, in fact, Brooklyn yesterday. Uh, they said that Giannis and uh, Damian Lillard and maybe are going to play on uh, Sunday in that preseason. Maybe game. I'm misremembering, John, but it always felt like they played the Clippers, the Warriors, the Suns, the Kings. Like that was the preseason. Right. Well, what you do is you play teams that are geographically near where you are. And a lot of these Eastern teams have training camp. Like, for example, the Nets wanted to come out to Vegas for three days and train here. Mm. They wanted to break up the, you know, being in Brooklyn for two weeks. Um, the I'm assuming the Bucks wanted the same thing. They wanted to be on the West Coast so they could have a, di- you know, you got to get used to everything for the before the season starts. And one of those things is travel. If you just play four home games and then you get on a plane to play your opener, that can be kind of a shock. So it's preseason for everybody. But I, Sunday's nationally televised. Hmm. Um, it's a 4 o'clock tip, and hopefully LeBron and AD play. And if Giannis and Lillard play, that's a pretty good game for a preseason game. Yeah. No, it is. It is. I mean, it's in a, obviously in a sea of NFL football. Do you guys but, need – But I, everybody – and I've not watched a preseason game yet. One game. But everybody looks at this, uh, and when they, they tweet about it, everybody's really thrilled with the way the team looks so far. Now, it's preseason and all that, but – the, there is there are like glowing reviews. Uh, you Ireland, you have one. Slee, you have one. A lot of people on Twitter have them. The reviews are glowing for what we've seen so far. Do Do you guys want? Because I think Dodgers first pitch six oh five. Yeah, six seven. Six oh seven. Oh seven. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, John Laker broadcast. What do you think? Seven ten somewhere around there in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Do you guys need any updates? Yes. Of please. the Lakers. So Eight two zero. What's happening there? <laughs> 
What is the, happening? It's the What's water happening? boy. It's Bobby Boucher. Oh, he's the, Bob, the water boy. I like it. Wearing a uh, water boy jersey and bringing me some water. Is that like, like a that, prop Brian. from the movie, or did you? How did you Must get be that? Nice man. I like it, man. I like. It. Thank you for the water. We'll be you gotta fully get the hydrated little paper on the cups, show. Brian. So when you come in here, you can just refill everybody along the way. <laughs> he knows his Adam Sandler I, movies. I, I was, I was looking like, yeah, I was, yeah, I was like, this I was like, wow, Mace just gets water delivered to him. Okay. By the way, a filthy cup. They're all like that. A it's, filthy cup. You have to it's accept them. Filled with, with water. Is that yeah, right? They're them. they're dinged up from the washing or the, what's it called? The dishwasher. The dishwasher. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's yeah. clean. It's just banged yeah. up. Yeah, no, guys, so I'm this water. plenty of water. HTO. Look at DeAndre parading around in his Eagles hat like he had something. Oh, yeah, get out, here, get out of here, DeAndre. Get out of here. Get out of here. He's feeling good over there. So, are we in a good mood tomorrow? Yes, we are. John, you're still on the sweep? I think they're getting swept, yeah. Oh, come on, John. Be a little, just one game, John. Well, Don't give, they have one give, game give, in them? Give, give John the so credit far. on this, because John, from the beginning, I know. like, this thing ain't going no, I know. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, I, you know, the truth is, since July, we've been saying this isn't a World Series team, so we shouldn't really be surprised at where it's going. I just think they got I'm one game I'm surprised it's going the way it's going. Are I, you? I, I, yeah, for sure. For sure I am. Water that- sucks. It really, really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a barbershop quartet. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> it's actually beautiful. You voices. guys need those little straw hats. Like uh, you can sing. You should be in a barbershop quartet. Uh, I do not believe I have barbershop quartet skills. No. No. What about the striped jacket? I don't. Jacket? I don't do. I can wear a striped jacket. I just can't do like harmony. Oh. Like harmonies. Tri- You're a solo like, artist. Like I melody. I have a loose grasp of harmony. <laughs> I'm completely clueless. You have no close. How no idea how close you got to me firing off that question from last week. I was literally gearing up to do it about your national anthem. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah were you, you ready? Got, you got to me about a half an hour ahead of time. Oh we, good. We, we were yeah. I close. wanted to call. I wanted to call because I didn't realize how far it was. It's far. It's really far. It's so far. it's out Let's there. Let's not yeah. talk about yeah. that. No. It's pretty far. I want to sing at a Kings game this year. I think tonight is the Kings opener. Is that it right? Is. Yes. It is. Who do they play? They play the mighty something or other team from, from the NHL east of here. The mighty Anaheim team East. That, that's pretty smart. Team, team East of here. It is one of those teams East of here. Ducks open finally two come west against the Knights. That's their opener. The Amadouks. They're against the Avalanche. The Kings. That is are- East oh, of here. Yeah, it is East of <laughs> here. I was totally right. Nationally televised. I on pride TNT. pride myself was, on being right. I was totally right. Is totally <laughs> wrong. Super Cross Talk is brought to you by In and Out Burger. In and Out. That's what a hamburger's all about.